Okay, so... You may have seen on Twitter... This is uh, actually something that's happened within the last few days. This is not a two or three or four week old Twitter phenomenon. You're assuming that I'm going to edit this like within the next two weeks. I may take two weeks to edit this. (laughs) No, No, you won't. (laughs) So you've seen the, the, I think it was a Zillow listing Mm -hmm. of the people who, the joke was that they had decorated their whole house out of like a Michael's catalog and it was very like white target lady-esque. Yes. that, That kind of vibe. Yes. But uh, above the bed was hanging this big sign that said, in very lovely letters, Welcome to Pound Town. And as your resident 12-year-old podcast hosts, we snickered at this for a while and decided that obviously we needed to talk about this (laughs) on the episode. That's why we came back, actually. We uh, we actually had decided to shut the podcast down permanently. (laughs) Then when we saw Welcome to Pound Town, we had to bring it back. <laughs> Too good. And uh so I've just got some questions. I mean, Casey's got her own set of pound town issues <laughs> that she's going to bring up. My thing is can I just like to talk about pound town as a place. Okay. Um I did a tweet earlier uh <laughs> what are the <laughs> what's the church situation in pound town? <laughs> I go with charismatic. First ass assembly of pound town. <laughs> A lot of speaking in tongues. Oh. <laughs> um Yeah. Are can you be a missionary that is sent to Pound Town? Mm. Because it seems like that would be a pretty prime gig for a missionary. Of like, where are you going to go? Moldova? No, I'm going to Pound Town. <laughs> where did that come from? It's the first country that popped in your head. <laughs> are you going to Ivory Coast? Nope. I'm going to Pound Town. <laughs> Crazy. What are the what are the abstinence talks like? That, that's an uphill battle. You're the youth pastor at the at the First Baptist of Pound Town, and you and you gotta you gotta deliver the abstinence. And, yeah, forget it. You know, forget <laughs> abstinence. Talk about emotional purity. Like, not, leave sex out of it. Just thinking about sex, and you gotta be emotionally pure in Pound Town. Seems impossible. No, buddy, <laughs> buddy. <sighs> Further questions. Pound Town. Does it, politically speaking, okay. does it lean to the right or does it lean to the left? Your face right now. You look so smug. <laughs> You're so proud of that joke. I said politically speaking. Uh-huh. That's not what your face said. <laughs> <sighs> You know what I've you know what I've heard is really good in Pound Town is the Costco. <laughs> you know they, they say if you go into Pound Town, you got to really check out the big box stores. <laughs> the hundred count box of condoms at the Pound Town Costco. Yeah, you don't want to be in a Publix asking for this where the sex aisle is <laughs> in, in the pound town. <laughs> I would like to be the mayor of Pound Town. Mm. That's gotta look good on a resume. <laughs> the mayor. <laughs> That's definitely like a pickup line. <laughs> like there's a pickup line in there somewhere. Also, I'm if not you, really if, into politics, but I am you, the mayor of Poundtown. <laughs> Kendra's going to listen to this episode and be like, "Oh, wait, so that's why you said that last night?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so if you are, this is a, a meta question here. If you're in Poundtown. 
does the sign above your bed say like welcome to pittsburgh like what (laughs) (laughs) how does that work (laughs) welcome to on you know welcome to ontario welcome to (laughs) pensacola welcome to you know there's a little town outside of atlanta called coming (laughs) 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 so maybe that's what the sign says (sighs) There's a town in Alabama called Hell. True, true story. <laughs> I I believe it. <laughs> maybe it's no. I'm sorry. It's Michigan. Hell, Michigan. It's Hell, Michigan, and Hollywood, Alabama. I got it mixed up. Hollywood, Alabama. I think so. Yeah. We have a Hollywood, Florida, too. Mm-hmm. Wow. Is it really that hard to name a city? Or are you just like, oh, well, there's another city named this. It's a different state. Well, Let's in the just last, give it the uh, same name. In the last uh, FSBT update, uh, there was a, a true story about Op Alabama, O P P Alabama, uh-huh. Op. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, so Pound Town. I love it. Um, I saw that um, Zillow thing on Instagram. I follow the account Zillow Gone Wild that shared it. They really do share some amazing things. But th- so this house was just covered in those signs. Like, you know, the Hobby Lobby art that is just words on a blank background. Maybe some floral in there somewhere. I'm not a fan. Anyway, so I was like, I think I can make up some better. Hobby Lobby signs that would be better for your home. But I didn't want to just make them up. So all of my ideas are based off of actual signs, including Welcome to Pound Town, which obviously is not actually a sign. But okay. How about instead of... Why did I write this down? I can't believe I have to say this now. (laughs) Instead of welcome to Pound Town, <laughs> well, welcome to We Go Downtown. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! I just, I like that better. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, this is an actual, okay, so my next one is an actual sign, and... I didn't change anything about it, but just imagine putting this in your bedroom. <laughs> I found I have found my prince. I call him Daddy. <laughs> That's not right, Matthew. Kendra, we're Put getting that- a new sign. <laughs> Put that above your bed. Okay, the rest of my eight things are all based on actual Hobby Lobby slash Michaels slash whatever signs. That I looked up. And I just changed a few words here and there. You'll be able to figure it out. Family. Colon. A little bit of crazy. And a whole lot of asking who farted. (laughs) (sighs) There's six of us. Okay. So it's just. It's a lot. (laughs) Okay. Do I want to just do these in the order I made them? Sure. Okay. This is a very popular one that I needed to adjust a little bit. And so together they built a life they loved, but also constantly questioned all the life choices that brought them to this point. (laughs) (laughs) I think that would look really nice. The font's got to be small on that one. (laughs) Some of these signs have a lot of words on them. I didn't do any of the super long ones. Like, the ones are like, in this house, we say I'm sorry, we laugh, we make mistakes. You know, just that, all that nonsense. Like, why are you writing this down and then hanging it up? Like, okay, anyways. Bless the food before us, the family beside us. And the fast food because mom just could not even with meal planning this week. That's for the kitchen, obviously. 
Okay. <laughs> In our home, let love abide and keep to a minimum those who step inside. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> you can put that one actually outside your front door or maybe on a welcome mat. Just kind of. <laughs> I had a welcome mat for about five years that just said the word leave <laughs> on it. <laughs> I really do want a no soliciting sign, but also like a, it's so hot in Florida, like no soliciting, please. But if you're out walking around and need some water, we would love to give you some, but I'm not going to buy what you're selling because <laughs> just not ever. Okay, <clears throat> I have four more. Oh, <laughs> I'll save that one. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> if I change my mind, you can edit it out. <laughs> All I need today is a little bit of coffee and a whole lot of Jesus and probably half a weed gummy. <laughs> I mean melatonin. 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 Sorry. Melatonin. I I spelled it wrong. (laughs) Autocorrect. Easy easy mistake. (laughs) This kitchen is for dancing. You're asked to the dishwasher because it's your turn to unload it. (laughs) (laughs) I want to meet the person that has that sign in their kitchen. In... I want to know how many times they dance in their kitchen. (laughs) I'm assuming they mean, like, dancing with your partner, not just, like, dancing while you're making dinner. I don't know. I feel like that person's name is Sharon. His name what? Sharon. Sharon. (laughs) Just feels like a Sharon sign. (laughs) Okay. This one's for the bedroom. You will forever be my always. And if you ask on the right day, we can do it always. Oh. (laughs) Okay. I think these are great. Personally. With the amount of time and effort I put into them, which is minimal. (laughs) Wait, wait. So you're a big fan of your own segment? Is that what yes. you're saying here? <laughs> yes. Isn't that amazing? Hardly ever happens. I can't wait for five episodes from now <laughs> when just apropos of nothing, you say, you know what was really good? You know what really made really me laugh? Funny thing I said. <laughs> that was okay. awesome. I have that one more. That was awesome more. when I said that thing. I have one more. This is my last one. Honestly, I would put this on my wall. As like a parody sign. Like the welcome to Poundtown. Good things take time. And money. That's all. (laughs) Very good. So. I was was waiting. I was waiting for an inappropriate use of the eat, pray, love sign. Oh. <laughs> that, that one needs to go over the bed. Exactly. <laughs> Eat, pray, love. <laughs> there's some really, there's some, there's some special signs out there. To each, to each their own. If you'd like to put those in your house or, you know, maybe we should just start our own, you know, home sign market for the FSBT audience. I do feel like some of these would appeal to them. Freaks. (laughs) Actually, Kendra and I have a pretty racy sign above our bed right now. It just says, sorry, not going to sit here. (laughs) What are we, two, three years out from that? joke nobody remembers matter but me and you (laughs) doesn't matter what 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 sign would i put it i i i mean i i'm like allergic to to signs with words 
on uh, them. So I can't foresee myself putting one up. Even a funny one like Welcome to Poundtown. Can you imagine if your mom came over and you had a sign above your bed that said Welcome to Poundtown? <laughs> Actually, that's what I should have said when she says when she told me she had some bad news. I, I should have said, "Well, hang on, I'm going to go to Poundtown real quick, and then I'll come over." <laughs> and she would have said, "Son." I just don't get your sense of humor. I just, I don't get it. <laughs> yes, you don't. It's okay, though. <laughs> Anyways, better Hobby Lobby signs brought to you by Casey Hobbs. <laughs> Do you think Daniel designed some of those for me as a joke when he listens to this episode? I sure hope so. Hint, hint. <laughs> There's actually someone um, he follows on TikTok, and she, you know the um, what's it called? Ray Dunn. Do you know that brand? Ray Dunn. What do R A E. So it's all over those stores and like TJ Maxx, and it's a very specific font. And they just, it's words on stuff. So, like, it'll be like a jar that says cotton balls. Or, you know, a a soap canister that says wash or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's very specific. Same font on everything. So, this person makes items that are in that font and just places them in the store. And... I wish I had more examples to tell I've than the only this. one I, I can remember. Okay, now I remember. That is just like a soap dish that says butt stuff. That's <laughs> like... <laughs> just like random stuff like that she'll put in the stores, which I think is it's really fun. I have seen that. Now that you mentioned that, <laughs> I remember it now. So you know what else is really fun? I, th- I think you need to keep going with this. Okay. With the pound town jokes. I think you need to start tweeting about it, but be sure and include a picture of the pound town in the tweet so people will know what you're talking about. So just go to Twitter real quick and just search for pound town. I'm sure that picture will pop right up. It'll be the first search result. I cannot believe that you searched. Is Did you only search pound town? I just typed in the search bar. I was like, that was a really, that was trending like a couple days ago. Like it's, I'm sure it'll just pop right up. Uh, some things popped right up, but it wasn't what I was looking for. <laughs> I, 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 that's that's like an all time. Very... I mean, that's defensible. Like it was trending. Like you know, when you type in something that's trending, it'll bring the popular tweet right up. Usually, I'm not gonna try it. I'm not even gonna try <sighs> the the actual full phrase that was trending. Yeah, I. Uh... I went full run burgundy as soon as I hit enter when he jumped down into the bear cave and was like, I immediately regret this decision. <laughs> I've clicked on trending stuff before and gotten my, I needed to pour bleach in my eyes. <laughs> yeah. Some of this stuff is really just, this is not even who, like, who, who is this appealing to? I don't know. Somebody who really likes pictures of uh, muscular bunny rabbits with both sets of genitalia. Oh, Matthew. Thank you. Thank you for putting that in my head. I appreciate that. Muscular bunny rabbits. Hopefully Danny doesn't illustrate this part of the episode. Yeah, I saw some things today that I just really didn't need to see or really want to see. But, you know, that's the that's what we do for this podcast. <laughs> that is the sacrifice we make. All right. Speaking of sacrifices, are we ready for this? I'm I am so ready. <laughs> I've been ready. I can't wait. It's time. It is time. Uh, give me one second here, because I need to get my notes set up 
where I can see them, but also see you. Um, all right, so okay, us. This will be the uh, the rise of Skywalker <laughs> finale. Okay, to our trilogy of Isabella. Okay, where I J.J. Abrams, the the third installment where I go in, retain some of the previous material, uh, some of the other material. Yeah, maybe we don't retain it. We're just going to give okay. people a solid third installment. Okay. And power through. Isabella. Isabella. Three. Unholy Trinity. Isabella Unholy three. Holy Trinity. Unholy yes. Trinity. Okay. Uh, if you missed the first two episodes of this, go back to 2017 when we started it. <laughs> this is. This is not how you do a successful podcast, which, you know, what does it have to do with us? But, you know, <laughs> if you're going to do this, you need to do them one right after another. So everybody's got the continuity. But this is just, you know, this is just for you and I. This is this just is for our fun, amusement. sexy Bible time. Okay. We make no promises about continuity or relevance or quality. Quality. <laughs> it's, just, right. it's just fun. So, fifteen second catch up okay. for you. Isabella is a is a faith based thriller slash horror slash rom com that we are pitching here, <laughs> involving uh, two main characters and the mystery of Isabella. Right? Who is she? Where is she? What happened to her? <clears throat> right. So let's let's meet our protagonist here. We have. We have Sadie Robertson coming back to play Penelope Davenport. Yes. Big city detective uh, sent to the small town to investigate in the first movie, uh, missing homeschoolers. In the second movie, missing homeschool moms who were kidnapped Saw style and <laughs> held in a basement somewhere <laughs> with, Just... with, with various uh, diabolical traps. Right. Uh, as the key to their freedom <clears throat> right also coming back zach uh not levy i've learned this levi is how you say zachary his last levi. name yeah zachary levi as uh bed and breakfast proprietor luke st john st john widower right two years out we've established that the grieving period has has taken place and he's ready for love or is he is his heart ready to love again well, they got married in <clears throat> Isabella too. Do you not remember that? I did a whole segment on their honeymoon. <laughs> yeah, I, I I honored that. I'm just playing through. Okay. Playing, playing through the whole thing. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> All right. And joining us for the third installment, we have a new main character. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna cast this at the front end. I'm gonna say it's uh, Sabrina Carpenter. Are you familiar with the work of Sabrina Carpenter? I'm going to look her up real quick. Blonde girl from Girl Meets World. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Got it. Okay. I'm saying she's probably about 30-ish right now. Just about just about that age or so. Okay. She was born in <laughs> 1999, so not quite 30, but that's okay. Close enough. <laughs> By the time this gets greenlit, she'll be there. <laughs> It is a process. Getting those space face movies off the ground. By the time so much red comes tape. to their senses <laughs> and cuts the check. Sabrina Carpenter playing a Christian therapist. Ooh. Dr. Autumn Hazel. Is she a sex therapist? Or just a regular therapist? Are well, Penelope and Luke having bedroom problems one year into their marriage? Yes and no. <laughs> okay. We're just going to have to wait and see. Okay. Autumn Hazel. Doctor. Doctor Autumn Hazel. I just therapist. want to reiterate, I know I say it often, but I want you to know that you have a true gift for these names. It is, it is like an otherworldly gifting. To, to name these characters so perfectly. That makes me sad that that's my talent, but mostly just really happy. I'm not happy. saying it's your only talent. I'm just... But it's, 
probably the thing I do the best, <laughs> isn't it? It is, it is a very consistent thing that you're good at, is naming these characters. I appreciate it. Thank you. That makes me happy that you <laughs> okay. take that. Okay. Dr. So, Hazel. So here we go. Okay. Isabella three, Unholy Trinity. Okay. All questions will be answered. I'm way too excited about this. Oh, I am too. What is wrong with us? <laughs> I'm fidgety. This is just for you and I. No, this is just for you. A couple of, a couple of goofball nerds. Just... <laughs> okay, here we go. Opening scenes. No people. No dialogue. The camera is just moving through panorama it's it's taking it's a montage of different shots taking us through the storylines of the earlier okay isabella we're at the bridge the bridge okay. where isabella had jumped off with the water rushing below and we're just panning across the bridge no music no words just watching the water flow underneath okay. now we're seeing the sun rise over the valley of this of this bucolic rural area where the homeschoolers live in peace and it, the sun is rising over the valley and we see farms and we see seven, eight, nine siblings going out to work the fields and milk the cows and gather the, the eggs from underneath the chickens. Okay. And now we're at the bed and breakfast where Penelope and Luke St. John have settled down to live together in holy matrimony. <laughs> Penelope awakes. She rolls over. Where am I? What's going on? What is real? What is not real? She's in that hazy, in-between state between dream and reality. Mm-hmm. She, By the way, she looks great, by the way. Of course. Of course she does. She looks great. She rolls over and sees Luke St. John sleeping next to her. She looks up. She's got, a, she's got a wedding band on. And it all starts to come back to her. And she realizes, oh, this is my life now. I'm married to Luke St. John. She needs that sign. And so they build a life they love, but also question all the time. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) So she leaves Luke St. John in the bed. Luke. She leaves Luke, her husband, in the bed. Gets up. First mistake. (laughs) Gets up and just sort of staggers around the house looking for that first first cup of coffee in the Mm -hmm. morning. Mm -hmm. In the distance of rooster crows. Just cementing the fact that they're in in small town, rural America. Luke staggers out of bed. They have some uneasy small talk about what did and what did not happen last night. Oh, okay. Penelope says, you know, I was just thinking that maybe we could, maybe next time we could try a a role play. Penelope says this? Penelope says this. And and Luke just kind of stares at her, doesn't know what to say, and says, are you serious? Are you serious? <sighs> Cut away, get some shots of the town, just some establishing shots of everything's back to normal in this town after the, after the, the scares of mm-hmm. Isabella 1 and Isabella 2, the mm-hmm. kidnapped homeschoolers. Then we get introduced to Dr. Autumn Hazel. Christian therapist in town specializing okay. in marital and intimacy issues. Not a sex okay. therapist. We don't have Christian sex therapists. We have Christian intimacy specialists. Right, 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 right. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So we get we get the picture now that she is sort of like she's starting to work with, with Luke and sort of work through some of his, his issues in the bedroom. And meanwhile oh, his issues. Okay. Yeah. So he's he's meeting with Dr. Autumn Hazel. Penelope's mostly okay with this. Yes. Oh my. Yes. Okay. Penel- well, somebody's got to manage the bed and breakfast, Casey. <laughs> somebody's got to turn. It's bumping. Somebody's, somebody's got to turn the sheets. Somebody's got to <laughs> got to keep the uh, the the record book at the front desk by okay. hand. Okay. Somebody's got to arrange the homemade jams mm. that they sell at mm-hmm. at the uh, at the front desk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, we get the sense, too, that Penelope, no longer on the police force. This is her life now. She has oh, left. Oh, she quit. She quit. 
She's okay. not even working as a as a cop in a small town now. She's okay. She because we see her as her husband is with the the intimacy specialist. She sometimes pulls out her old badge and gun and just kind of looks at it and wonders what could have been. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We get a little bit of a stress now of mm-hmm. is this is this the life she really wants? <laughs> If, would she be happier going back to the big city with her badge and gun mm. and being a being a, a high-powered police detective on the mm. fast track to maybe running the department one day? Mm. She calls her old police captain sometimes just to talk about the cases and see what's going on in the big city. Wow. Sometimes he calls her because, you know what, Casey? She was just that good. Yeah. He's going he's gonna to call her to, to help crack the case that nobody Get else can crack. Consulting. Because, yes consulting okay so this goes on for a while and just when you think that maybe she's gonna scratch that itch and go back to the big town maybe the marriage is a little rocky maybe they're Mm. gonna separate for a little bit oh there's another phone call you know who it is it's the town mayor of the small town okay and he says i need to speak to menelope and he he gets on the phone you don't hear what he says and the phone slips from her hands. It's one of those old-timey phones because it's a bed and breakfast. It's very right, rustic. Right, With like a turn dial. Okay. And the phone slips from her hands. And Luke says, what's wrong? And Penelope looks at him and says, Isabella's back. <laughs> so at this point, we've got all these questions about who is Isabella? They were unresolved from yeah. Isabella 1 to Isabella 2. Right. Isabella 1 raised the raised the possibility that Luke himself was acting as Isabella. Mm. Psycho you remember style. The psycho style. You remember they, after, after the bridge incident, they came, she came back in and there were mm-hmm. wet footprints across the, the mm-hmm. floor. Mm-hmm. Isabella too, in a somewhat convoluted way, raised the. <laughs> Not pointing any fingers. <laughs> raised the issue of a long lost twin sister of Isabella. Right. Arabella. Arabella. Right. What a great So name. now we've got all these threads mm-hmm. flying around. We don't know what's true and what isn't true. Meanwhile, Autumn, Dr. Autumn Hazel keeps orbiting around, mm-hmm. always talking to Luke, just just on the periphery. What's going She's on here, Stacey? What's going on here? So now Isabella's back and she's upped the ante. Now she's moved on. And she's kidnapping public schoolers. Oh, no. And you cut away and you see a, a, I, somebody sends Penelope like a flash drive. Okay. And it's a, it's a video of like some public schoolers being held in a basement. So she gets to see what's going on. It's, and now we're back to the saw theme okay. of, of these public school kids are being held in a in a basement and they've been given all these challenges to get free but they're public schoolers and it's like you know the the jigsaw character says tell me your favorite minor prophet from the bible and i'll let you go <laughs> and the public school kid is like i don't know i just go to parties i didn't know there was mining in the I bible i just want to have fun <laughs> just... and then he says something stupid like ah, jesus <laughs> <laughs> so obviously is obviously Penelope's got to crack this case and save the public schoolers. So now mirroring back to the first movie where she be- tries to become a homeschooler, now she's going to try to become a public schooler. Okay. Cue soundtrack. Right said Fred, I'm too sexy. Now we've got a montage of her slutting it up to try to pass Ooh, as a public schooler. it up. <laughs> okay. Now you've got the I'm too sexy for my shirt. One of those things, saying is uh-huh. you, you get some sort of very PG, but also sort of comical, uh, like a montage of her like trying to figure like, out what outfit to wear. Yeah, yes. and she's putting on a like a jean skirt and then like ripping like the bottom is of it Luke off. Is Luke watching to... all of this from a chair in the bedroom? Yeah, nodding uh... and kind of yeah, he's, getting he's, turned he's, on. He's a little bit aghast. Okay, okay. And we have a, a very sort of pg where she's like trying to like rip the jean skirt to make it shorter and then she like falls over okay she's got high heels on she falls over and there's a there's a there's a scene where she's kind of like trying to hoist her her bosoms up and it's it's played very much for laughs because this is a faith-based movie but it's really it's it's a hard it's a hard pg okay hard pg got it 
So she gets out her gun and badge. Oh. She's back on the case. Okay. She's, she's got to catch Isabella. Right. Meanwhile, Luke St. John, not happy about this. Not happy that his wife is leaving the bed and breakfast and going out on the case again. What is this? Is this a gender role thing? Is he is he upset that she may be What's getting close to Isabella? Now she's wondering, is he Isabella again? Is he acting out again? Is this part of the problem in the bedroom? Like, is is what's going on? Is my husband impersonating his dead ex-wife just as an escape from the doldrums of this marriage, this sexless facade of a marriage. On the periphery, Dr. Autumn Hazel keeps circling them. And now Penelope, looking one way at her husband, looking the other way at this Christian intimacy expert, thinking, wait a minute. Isabella didn't come back until she came back. Oh. Now she's wondering who's, what, what, She's her head is spinning, Casey. Mm, sounds like it. My head is spinning. Penelope starts getting texts from a mysterious number. Ooh. And it and leading her towards a climax at an abandoned warehouse where she goes in to rescue the public school students who are being held. Okay. She busts in the door. There's no time to call for backup, Casey. She's gotta go in now. She's gotta go in alone. She busts through the door. Thunder, lightning in the background. Rain starts to fall. The sun is setting over the over the valley. Darkness setting in. Into the warehouse she goes with a flashlight. There's no one there. No public school kids there. What is this? Motion in the corner. Someone is watching her. Out of the shadows steps Dr. Autumn Hazel. <laughs> Penelope says, it was you. It was you. She stumbles out of the warehouse and runs back to the bed and breakfast through the rain where she knows Luke is waiting. She bursts through the door, climbs up the stairs to the bedroom where Luke is just in the bedroom. (laughs) She bursts in and says, I figured it out. Dr. Autumn Hazel is Isabella. Suddenly there's a sound behind her. She turns around and Dr. Hazel has followed her into the bedroom. Oh my. Now it's just the three of them. This is unholy. Dr. Dr. Hazel walks across the bedroom, leaving wet footprints on the floor. A little callback to the end of the first one. Wow. You're tying it together. Like a master weaver. Just putting all these threads She's together. Penelope points her gun at Dr. Hazel. And says, Luke, I'll prove it to you. I'll prove it to you that she's Isabella. She pulls out her cell phone and dials back the mystery number that has been sending her clues. Uh uh And there's a buzz in the room. But it's not coming from Dr. Hazel. It's coming from Luke's pocket. And he pulls out the burner phone. Luke, what is going on? (sighs) He holds it up and it's flashing. He's had the burner phone the whole time. Penelope now trains a gun at her husband and says, you're Isabella. She stumbles backwards. Luke looks at her unfeeling and says, no, you are. (laughs) Is this the end of the movie? Penelope staggers, unsure of who to believe. She's, She's got Dr. Autumn Hazel on one side. Her husband on the other side, she, she's, she goes, the gun, she, she doesn't know what to do. Luke takes a step forward. She says, don't move. <laughs> he says, I'll prove it to you. Call your police captain. Call your police captain and ask him. She pulls out her phone, calls the police captain. The phone rings and it goes to a Taco Bell. A Taco Bell answers. And she's saying, what's going on here? She, she goes over to, to Dr. Autumn Hazel and puts the gun on her and says, don't move, don't move. And she's holding Dr. Autumn Hazel. <laughs> Luke says, go ahead, shoot her. She looks at the gun. It's a water gun all of a sudden. <laughs> she says, what happened? What's going on here? Luke says, you were always Isabella. You are always Isabella. She st- Penelope staggers out of the room into the hallway. 
unsure of what to do. The camera's spinning around her. She's lightheaded. She doesn't know. She goes to the hallway and grabs the picture that she looked at in Isabella 1 that had the picture of Luke's dead ex-wife and Mm -hmm. looks at it, and it's a picture of her. Oh, my goodness. This is amazing. Okay. Luke is our narrator now. He steps out, whispering, as as Penelope is slumped to her knees. And Luke is narrating it for us. He's filling in the audience of what's going on. Yeah. He says, you're always her. You were homeschooled. You were repressed. The role plays were a way to help you overcome that. But they got too powerful. (laughs) Dr. Hazel steps out. And you realize that all this time, Dr. Hazel has not been here for Luke. Dr. Hazel has been her therapist. Mm. And says, that day you thought someone jumped off the bridge? That was a part of you. Something happened that day. Wow. Now we get a flashback from the first movie. And now we see what really happened. And it was Penelope walking backwards through the bed and breakfast, leaving the wet footprints. That's what she saw. Wow. Wow. Dr. Autumn Hazel says, we thought if we could just let you play this out, you would come back to us. Luke reaches out his hand to his wife on the knees and says, we've been married for 10 years. I just want you to come back. This is Penelope, Penelope slash Isabella looks up at him and says, but, but the homeschoolers, the homeschool moms, it was all a fantasy. Nothing was real. It was just in your mind. She says, but I used to be the, and he, she says, but that was years ago. And he says, no, that was last week. <laughs> so this has all happened that you realize that there's a time warp that you've been, but we've been tricked and that the events of all three movies have like taken place. Like a Christopher place. Nolan movie. The okay. events of all three films have taken place within the span of like one week. Wow. Wow. And the, and the final shot of the movie is you force perspective. Dr. Autumn Hazel in the background. In the foreground, Luke St. John looking down, holding his hand out to say, won't you come back? (laughs) And she says, Penelope says, but what about Isabella? Call back to the first film. Luke St. John, oh, I don't think we'll be seeing her anymore. Wow. Wow. That's, that's amazing. That's incredible. I would watch that. I would watch all three of them, except for the second one. (laughs) No, we'd watch all three. It'd be a marathon. (laughs) FSBT movie night. We just watch them back to back to back. I really, I mean, is that movie really about the dangers of role play? Well, John Piper would say so. John That's Piper what I was would, thinking. John Piper would say the Easter story is about the dangers of role play. <laughs> our 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 movie franchise is fully endorsed by John Piper. <laughs> John, John Piper would say the resurrection is about the dangers of masturbation and role play. Oh my god. <laughs> that was phenomenal. I'm not I mean I'm not I'm not lying. That was amazing. Truly. So, I can't. I can't lie. I mean, I borrowed some themes <laughs> from some pretty well-known movies to well, flesh that out. I do think that a lot of movies borrow themes from a lot of other uh, things. You know, so, a little bit of Psycho, a little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of The Village, a little bit of Christopher <laughs> Nolan, a little bit of Shutter Island. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So good. Good night, Jane. Love you. Okay. Sorry. No, that's good. <laughs> it's just wow. So good. I feel I feel like we've given some closure to Luke St. John, Penelope Absolutely. Davenport. Absolutely. Sabrina uh, Carpenter, just a very good red herring in the third installment. Yes, yes. She's just sort of like snaky enough to where you don't really trust her. Mm-hmm. I love a good red herring. (laughs) Yeah. 
Fantastic. Do you I think the I'm... <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the the poster is like a it's a triangle of their like yeah of their faces. Mm-hmm. It's a you think it's going to be a love triangle type situation, but it's really not. Yeah. Fascinating. Do you think uh, the I'm too sexy montage will get past the pure flick sensors? I don't know. You got to keep her in a cami, like no straight, no straight bra situation or anything. Okay. Just keep yeah. her in her nice white cami. I think David A. R. White is probably gonna probably gonna <laughs> cut that scene out. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if it had a different song. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. What song could it be? Uh, I don't know. I'm too. That's the perfect song for it. Though. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <sighs> what the hell is he having for? <laughs> Just all figment. So what I'm sorry. I really imagination. I didn't leave you any like. I didn't leave you any. No, loose I love threads. it. I didn't leave I you any loose it. threads to put together for it's me. It's great. It's great. So good. I'm, ex- I'm exhausted after that. <laughs> you did it. You you really honestly I I didn't I didn't leave an easy task for you. <laughs> the second installment and you just you did it. <laughs> I did I did feel kind of bad for you like when when Danny <laughs> I was like, this is really complicated. So he's like, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard, or something like that. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow. I don't know if we're gonna top this Trinity of I, movies. I'm sorry, like I'm just kinda I'm just kinda shot for the rest of whatever we record. Like I'm just done. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. It took a took a lot of emotional energy to get them through to the (laughs) emotional labor. You know that's offensive. Well, you know. (laughs) Sorry, not going to sit here while somebody discusses (laughs) emotional labor. (laughs) Oh goodness, I'm really getting sick of Twitter. Like more often than not, it's kind of sad. I used to have a lot of fun on there. When was I need this to exactly? like unfollow everybody, and then just only follow like five people. Yeah, we call it pulling a Jacob Goff. <laughs> shout out to the uh, shout out to the pod father of FSBT, Jake Goff. <laughs> the pod father. <clears throat> oh, Jacob. So. 2014 2015 i called jacob goff and i was like hey dude um even back then it was like all right i know everybody's got a podcast but i'm thinking about like starting my own uh-huh. and uh he talked to me for 45 minutes without a breath <laughs> that sounds and, right and like laid out this expansive empire of like this media conglomerate that him and rich were gonna tour and do live shows mm. and and you know we were going to be a part of that, and we were all going to go to the top. And <laughs> I love it. Theology after dark. Weird because they, I think they put out like thirty-one episodes of Theology uh-huh. After Dark. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> you know who's still here though? Who's still front kicking? porch with the Fitzes. <laughs> People, people, people. That's my, that's my Mr. Fitzpatrick voice. <laughs> oh, man. Well, <sighs> All right. I got nothing left. I got nothing. I could never add to that incredible tale. <sighs> I felt, I felt like I had you. <laughs> felt like felt like you were along for the ride and you were oh i was i was into it you're buying the plot twists i as was they into happened. it i'm imagining it in my head that's like a thing that i have to do i read my books and everything is there in my brain but do you read for fun 
<laughs> yes, I do. Okay. I do. Don't know if I approve of that, but... <laughs> I've read three Agatha... Why did I start reading Agatha Christie? Oh, I listened... I know you wanted this. You wanted the whole story. I listened to Death on the Nile, mm-hmm. which was read by Kenneth Branagh, and I he's like so good with audiobooks. He does all the voices, and I loved it. And then... So I started like looking up the best books... And I've read two more since then, and it's just so fun. Do you know she's only topped in sales by the Bible and Shakespeare? Wow. So. But, yeah. It's fun times. Kenneth Branagh was really good in Tenet. Like, that was such an evil... I didn't see that. Okay, I won't say anything about it then. I didn't see it. I do want to watch it. But I haven't seen it yet. I think it came out right around... It came out during the pandemic, I think, maybe. Yeah, it did. So I just... there, And it was like early on. And I didn't... I, and I knew people were confused by it. And so I didn't know if I would have the capacity to get into it. I think yeah. I could now, though. I could I could watch it objectively and decide if i liked it or not well please do we can talk about it on the uh on the show okay but you know my husband has a movie podcast i can't you know we can't be in competition <laughs> well listen that's a very big joke he is more than welcome to, to discuss the <laughs> isabella trilogy <laughs> He should, have, he should have both of us on just to talk about Isabella. Both of us on his podcast to talk about a fake movie that nobody has watched, but we have pitched it. <laughs> Make them rate it. <laughs> <laughs> just based on the pitch. Sounds great. <laughs>